Here's today's haiku, and it took me a couple times to get through this because I can't count syllables. Here it is. This will never end. Problems in North Korea. RNC starts up. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Okay, well, we've got another city on fire now, and I don't understand when someone's going to do something about this. On Sunday, uh, police were called to a domestic dispute in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The dispute, apparently, and there's not a lot of information on this right now, was apparently between two women. There was a man named Jacob Blake who was trying to break up the fight. For some reason, police turned some interest towards him, and there ended up being a bit of a conflict between he and the police. Now, according to Heavy.com, quote, According to Wisconsin Circuit Court Access Online, a Jacob S. Blake, same age with the same address and the same exact block where the shooting occurred, had a warrant issued for him on July 7th on pending accusations of misdemeanor criminal trespass to a dwelling with domestic abuse as a modifier. Third degree sexual assault with a domestic abuse as a modifier, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct with domestic abuse as a modifier. A support action was dismissed, and the only other case that comes up is for not having a driver's license. A 2015 story in the Racine Eye described how Racine police say K-9 Dozer had to help officers take a man into custody when he refused to go quietly into custody after he pulled a gun at a local bar. The man was described as Jacob Blake, 24, of Racine, which makes him the same age as the man shot by police on August 23rd. The Racine I story says he was charged with one felony count of resisting arrest, causing a soft tissue injury to a police officer, and one misdemeanor count each of carrying a concealed weapon, carrying a firearm while intoxicated, endangering safety use of a dangerous weapon, and disorderly conduct. Those charges don't show up on the circuit court website, though. So, right off the bat, there is some question about who this guy is that the police actually shot. Now, I may have... But it does explain why the police were actually curious about this guy, why they actually wanted to talk to him. So here's what happened. This is based off a video from a cell phone that was taken across the street from the incident. And also, by the way, the police officers do not have body cam cameras in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So it's something that they had uh, budgeted for, but they didn't prioritize. Well, they'll probably prioritize it now. So here's what you see. You see three officers talking to Blake and Blake is next to his car. Blake, distraught, walks away from the police and heads around the front of the car. The police were ordering him to stop and get on the ground. They had their guns drawn. Blake opened the driver's side door. Police told him to stop. One policeman grabbed him. He appeared to be reaching for something. Police started firing. Blake was shot, I think, seven times. Uh, He went through surgery and... The last I heard, he was in serious but stable condition. Um, There are some rumors he may have died. There are also some rumors he may be paralyzed. So we're really not sure what the story is with this guy yet. Um, 
it's really kind of a fluid story. There was another self there was another video release that showed that he was fighting with the police. So no one really has an idea, a grasp on what this is. Right now it's it's completely under investigation. Um you know, here's what we don't know. Uh was Blake armed? We don't know, have any information on this. You hear a lot of politicians, and we're going to talk about that in a second, say he was. We, he wasn't. No one has said anything about that. What was he reaching for in the car? Is it the same Jacob Blake that Heavy.com believes it is? What started this whole thing? Did the cops have, the cops did not have body cameras, so that's the question's already answered. And why were the cops there, and what actually happened? Because the cops initially supposedly were not called for Blake. They were called for a domestic dispute that Blake was involved in. And did Blake actually participate in the domestic dispute? Is that why they're talking? No one knows any of this stuff. Here's the thing. This should be a non-story. We have base information. Shouldn't be a surprise that he got shot since he is a felon and he ignored orders of the police and was reaching into the car. That's all in the video. Um, what it looked like, hell, he ignored, not only ignored the police, but the people around the car, the family around the car was telling him to stop, to get down. Don't, don't do anything. Um, as far as I'm concerned, just on that video, based only on that video, him reaching into that car, that's a good enough reason to shoot him. That police are afraid they're going to get killed. And they're not going to, they're, they're going to fire first and ask questions later because their only goal is to get home. But that's not what leftists are saying, of course. This is obviously another example of systemic racism and police brutality. The, forget that the cops were actually there, were called there by um, a black couple. They were actually in a black, they were called into the black neighborhood because of some violence. But the video made it w its way through social media, and everyone made their judgments without having any information. I'm, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not even sure having any information would have made difference anyway in this world we're in. So Black Lives Matter and Tifa decided to hold riots in Kenosha, and they have been destroying businesses. They've burned down car lots. They have been trying to break into buildings and set fire to buildings. I would be transfixed with the carnage when I was watching it, if it weren't for the fact I've been watching it for two and a half months up in Portland and Seattle. It's just, this is just another city. And a lot of the residents there are saying these people who are there are not, are not from Kenosha. So it isn't like, it isn't like these people are just rushing out and burning and looting, which they are people from other places. So what does a good, should a good politician actually do when you have a situation like that? How about you say you don't know what happened and you should wait until the investigation is done so that we don't have uh, emotions whipped up and then you get the violence that you had. Well, that didn't happen. Democratic governor from Wisconsin, Tony Evers, said, quote, Tonight, Jacob Blake was shot in the back multiple times in broad daylight in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kathy and I join his family, friends, and neighbors in hoping earnestly that he will not succumb to his injuries. 
while we do not have all the details yet, what we know for certain is that he's not the first black person, man or person, to have been shot or injured or mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in law enforcement uh, in our state or our country. And we stand against the excessive use of force and immediate escalation when engaging with black Wisconsinites. I have said all along that although we must offer our empathy, equally important is our action. In the coming days, we will demand just that uh, we will demand just that of elected officials in our state who have failed to recognize the racism in our state and our country for far too long. Now, <laughs> wow, what an incendiary statement! First off, he. Openly, first off, I don't know what broad daylight has to do with anything. The cops were called in the middle of the day. You can have problems in the middle of the day. Sex, so I don't know why the broad daylight thing is a big deal. The second thing off, uh, they don't, he openly admits they have no idea what is going on. They do not have any of the details to this. They're just assuming right off the bat it's because of racism. And these cops actually just went out looking for, looking to kill a black man. That's what he made it sound. I mean, merciless uh, black men or persons to have been shot or injured or merciless, mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in our law enforcement, in our state, in our country? That seems like a pretty heavy, thick statement, which, by the way, and we've talked about this multiple times, is statistically untrue. So... It, it just this is this is not the way to calm your your city your your state down. This is not the way to calm your state down. They've already been they they started the investigation. The two police officers involved in the shooting are on administrative leave. And going out there and saying something like this is just not a thing. You just don't do that. That's what an irresponsible governor does. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, uh, said yesterday in Wisconsin, quote, yesterday in Wisconsin, a police officer shot Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, a father, seven times in the back. I am deeply disturbed by the video capturing part of the incident. I urge civil and criminal authorities to pursue an immediate and thorough investigation of the shooting. Wow. Lori Lightfoot is involved. Good for her. Because... First off, we don't know if he's unarmed. The governor of Wisconsin doesn't know if he was unarmed. So you're kind of making a, a big thing out of this. And she does admit that it, a video capturing part of the incident. So you really don't know what happened during that entire incident. And now we've got another video, another cell phone video, because don't forget the cops do not have body cams. Another cell phone video that basically shows that he was struggling with the police officers, that there was uh, some conflict with the police officers. So, and, and probably what's more disturbing than anything is Lori Lightfoot, probably one of the worst mayors in the country, definitely top five, maybe top ten. Let's, let's give her a little break. She's got her own problems in her own city. Don't worry about the city of Kenosha. Worry about the city of Chicago, which had 66 shootings in the past weekend. So, and if she doesn't seem... You, you're more worried about Kenosha than you're worried about Chicago? I think she should worry about Chicago and keep her freaking nose out of, uh, out of what's happening in Kenosha. You know, remove the plank from your own eye before you point the, to the splinter in your 
partner's eye or your neighbor's eye, something like that, whatever, however it's said in the Bible. Uh, of course, it wasn't just, we have to make this into a national thing. Nancy Pelosi uh, tweeted, the prayers of Americans nationwide are with Jacob Blake as he fights for his life following yesterday's outrageous shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We owe it to Jacob, his children, and all black Americans to bring an end to racial injustice and police brutality. Again, none of that has been proven. None of the, No one is saying it was uh, racism, and no one even knows if this was police brutality. From the video, it looked like it was a good shoot because it was a justified shooting. And the reason it looked like it was a justified shooting was because I don't know what he's reaching for. And if I'm a cop, I am not going to die because this dumb son of a bitch decides to ignore police. And let's not forget a couple th things. This guy has threatened, has assaulted police officers. This guy has had a gun in the past. He had a, a gun in a bar and he threatened to use it while he was drunk. This guy does have a sexual, uh, is a, uh, I, I, I believe he's under indictment for sexual assault. So this is not a good guy. Finally, Joe Biden, of course, he's got to make a comment. Uh, here is his comment. It's on his website. Quote, yesterday in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back as police attempted to restrain him from getting into his car. Uh, no, he didn't look like he was getting into his car. He looked like he was reaching into his car to grab something. You don't normally get into a car the way he was. And by the way, in the car, everyone fails to mention, he's, he's fighting with the police officers. And he's got three kids in the back seat of that car. And if he's getting into the car and, and drives off, that's that's just as much of a felon. And he's going to go to prison. This is not a good guy. He did not use intelligence. His children watched from inside the car and bystanders watched in disbelief. Yes, they watched in disbelief, but they also were all yelling at him to get, to, uh, Jake, yelling at Jake uh, Blake to get to the ground. They were telling him to stop fighting with the police. And this morning, the nation wakes up to yet again with grief and outrage that yet another black American victim of excessive force. He doesn't know that. This calls for an immediate, full, and transparent investigation, and the officers must be held accountable. Again, this is convicting the officers before we even know what happened. If this guy, this guy was free, he was wanted for three different crimes. He had apparently a couple of warrants out for him, but he was wanted. And should we just say he's guilty? No. Why are you calling the police guilty before we even know what the heck happened? These shots pierced the soul of our nation. Jill and I pray, Jill is his wife, for Jacob's recovery and for his children. Equal justice has not been a real, not been real for black Americans and so many others. We are at an inflection point. We must dismantle systemic racism. It is the urgent task before us. We must fight to honor these ideals laid in the original American promise, which we are yet, we are yet to attain, that all men and women are created equal, but more importantly, that they must be treated equally. Okay. Um, this is the man who says he's going to bring the country together, yeah? And that statement is about as div divisive a statement as you could make. I would say it's just as divisive as the uh, governor of Wisconsin made. It's a very, it's a terrible statement. 
Now, here's some things. I saw the video. The shooting was justified based on just that video by his, his actions, by his movements. He didn't look like he was getting into the car. He looked like he was grabbing something out of the car. And considering this guy has already been arrested for a gun crime, yeah, I think you've got to worry. But we don't have enough information. I'm not going to convict. I'm not going to convict this guy, and I'm sure as hell not going to give the police an open shot. Um, we just don't have any answers. Maybe the police did do something bad. We don't know. We don't know. We have to see what's going on first. Uh, as far as the um, as far as the full transparent investigation that started minutes after the shooting started. Minute, I were like minutes after the shooting started, they were already investigating. Here's the thing. This is something that just absolutely amazes me. No one says this. Biden didn't say this. All this guy had to do was cooperate with the police. These guys are carrying guns. All he had to do was get to the ground. He had warrants on him. It wasn't like this. the police didn't have any reason to get a hold of him. You don't want to be killed? Get on the ground, do what the police ask you to do. There's a thousand percent chance you're probably going to survive in that case. And there's probably an extremely good chance you're not going to spend too much time in jail. You'll get right back out again, just like he did previously. And that's it. Do what the police ask. Remember, the police, is, the police are just the police. They're not the police and the judge. All they're going to do, let the system take over. If people do not allow the system to run, work, and they decide to go against the police like this, they don't realize that police is only one layer of the system, then uh, this this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Um, Democrats only care about this narrative. Like Lori Lightfoot sitting back and saying um, that there needs to be a full and transparent investigation and she'll be monitoring it when because it's a white cop shooting a black man you know here's the thing Lori Lightfoot doesn't seem to care that a bunch of black people are killing each other in her own city she doesn't care about that like I mentioned before Chicago has more gun deaths will have more murders homicides than Iraq or Afghanistan that's how bad it is over there and yet she's the only thing she can can't worry about is that one shooting and again, police shootings of anybody, black, white, green, yellow, is statistically just minute. I, I'm going to say it again. 1,004 shooting deaths in 2019 out of 350 million confrontations between cops. This does not show me, and only 235 of those were black. Now, we say only, but, and you can assume that a bunch of those, 1,000, probably had it at common. They were probably justified shootings. This huge belief that there's just people are killing, white people are killing black people is just not statistically there. It's not there. 0.0003% chance is what you have of getting shot by a cop or killed by by a cop. It just doesn't happen. And this whole thing is started because of fucking social media. Someone took that video, they uploaded it, I believe it was to Facebook, it got spread over to Twitter and all of the other places, and then suddenly you've got riots in the streets. 
again, millions upon millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars in damage in Kenosha. And we're on day three now. So we, if it starts up again tonight, these riots strike up again tonight, that'll be day three. You can expect over $100 million in damage over there. So social media is just a freaking disaster. Probably one of the worst things that was ever developed. Well, here's some pretty good news, I think. Uh, according to the Mirror, um, a South Korean uh, intelligence officer has said that uh, he believes that Kim Jong-un is in a coma and may actually, may there is a possibility he may be dead. Um, Kim Yo-jong, who is the sister of Kim Jong-un, has already taken over some of his duties uh, there doesn't seem to be any organization in the government, but the big problem here, the big problem here is it is such a closed off government that, um, you really don't know what's going on. Uh, Lindsey Graham said it best, uh, quote, well, it's a closed society. I don't know anything directly, but I'd be shocked if he's not dead or in some capacitated state because you know, you don't let rumors like this go forever go unanswered in a closed society, which is really a cult, not a country called North Korea. So I pretty well believe he's dead or incapacitated. And I hope the long-suffering North Korean people will get some relief if the president is dead. And President Trump's willing to do business with North Korea in a win-win fashion. So if this guy is dead, I hope the next person who takes over will work with President Trump to make North Korea a better place for everybody. Now, this is where he's absolutely correct. North Korea is a cult. It is. That's why Kim Yo-jong has been groomed to take over, because she is seen as the next in line. And of course, I don't know who else is after that. But the country is in trouble only because it is Kim... Uh, I think Kim Yo-jong is going to have some issues because she is a woman and, and um, North Korea has does have sex race issues. Uh, the other point is that Kim Yo-jong has actually shown herself to be just as brutal as Kim Jong-un. She has shown that she is just as crazy as he is. Um, now, the other thing to point out is she has been in the picture for a while now. This is not like this is the first time that they've thought that Kim Jong-un is dead. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's probably a pretty good chance he's been dead for quite a while. Uh, it isn't something you can really hide, but in a society like that, you can hide it for a very long time. And because of the organization of the country, they probably want to hide it about as long as they can. So don't expect any changes in North Korea. Uh, expect a lot of bloodshed. I would. I, I think it could. That country could actually end up. I don't know how it could end up worse. It, it's except that now you've got people on the top that are going to start killing each other. And I think that's really what's going to happen. That's what happened when King Kim Jong Un took off, took uh, office after his father died, and he was prepped for it a lot more than uh, Kim Jong than Kim uh, uh, Jong Un. I'm sorry, then um, Kim Yo-jong. I think he was very well groomed for it. Uh, but she is just as brutal. And I would expect you're going to be hearing about executions, dogs eating, other, uh, other uh, top-level 
government figures, things like that. So we'll we'll see when we start if we start hearing a lot about that, we'll know what happened. So after the absolute disaster that the Democratic National Convention was, and it was one of the lowest rated, this is hysterical, one of the lowest rated conventions ever. So bringing up, uh, splicing together a bunch of YouTube videos and showing those for two hours apparently doesn't work, which doesn't work on YouTube either. Um, So it was down, I think it was down 40% from the last DNC. And this was the first time since John Kerry that a president actually, uh, a presidential candidate actually lost ground after the convention. So Biden's popularity actually dropped a point or two after this convention. That is practically unheard of. But it just shows you how bad the convention actually was. It was an absolute shit show. So the Republicans had a low bar to meet for their uh, Republican uh, uh, National Convention, which started yesterday. Um, I watched it. I watched it on Fox News. This was a big mistake. I probably should have watched it on CNN. The reason is the Republican National Convention was in the middle of their t- their top three sh- shows, Tucker Carlson, uh, Hannity, and Laura Ingram shows. So what ended up happening was they didn't follow the show. They actually broke it up. They broke it up and Hannity said some things, continued his interviewing. Then they would bring up another person they would uh, actually show another speech going on and then they would cut that speech off uh, i saw on twitter you know what i really made a mistake watching it on uh, cnn i should i should i'm watching on fox i should have just gone straight to cnn because they showed the entire coverage which really surprised me i actually thought cnn would do that but from what i saw it was uh okay it was boring uh the speeches were good the speeches were great. They are all doing this live. So they are live. They're just in an empty room. So each comes out. President Trump opened the RNC and he had he was going to be involved, heavily involved in this. So you're going to see President Trump every day, unlike Joe Biden, which you saw on day four or day three when he was nominated or something. So you're going to see Trump every day. And he did something very interesting. He sat back and he would interview people who had... Um, who had gained from his policies, which I thought was was very, very good. Uh, he let these, instead of Trump saying how great he is at uh, foreign policy and getting, uh, and getting uh, hostages back from other countries, he brought the hostages in there and he showed them. He also touted how he actually didn't do so bad with this COVID, which I thought was fantastic. And I, when I listened to Ben Shapiro's show today, a little later, I guarantee you Ben Shapiro's going to bring it up. He's um, The whole thing with uh, Nancy Pelosi going to Chinatown and telling people don't be afraid of the virus because President Trump closes uh, Chinatown, closed out or did the travel ban from China. And she's telling people, oh, come to Chinatown. Don't be afraid of COVID. She, she, he showed uh, Biden calling him a xenophobe for closing the Chinese, uh, closing, banning travel from China. So these were things that he needed to show, and he did, and they were fan- it was fantastic. He needs to show that one of the things the Democrats keep beating on is that Trump screwed up this COVID thing. Listen, Trump did the best he could with this COVID thing. But everyone screwed up this COVID thing. 
We're not even the worst country in the world. We have a lot more deaths, but we also have a lot more people. Um, but as far as a uh, number of deaths per million, we're still 10, 12. We may be 13 today, depending on what's going on in Brazil and France. So we're not at bad. He actually did an okay job. And he needs to pull that narrative away from the left. He needs to sit back and say, you know, you guys keep bitching because 170,000 people, 180,000 people have died from this disease. And it, that's tragic. But it could have been worse if I did other things. We could be three, four. They were talking two million at one point. And we're t now it's double what the flu kills. But the reality is he could have done a lot worse. And I, I like I like the fact I like the interviewing thing because it just one of the things that was recommended is that President Trump only talks about what he'll do in his next four years. He doesn't tout his own accomplishments because he doesn't need to tout his own accomplishments. Let everybody else tout his accomplishments. Um, so it, and that's pretty much what's happening. So tonight will be, again, kind of a big night. It will be uh, uh, Melania Trump will actually speak. Nick Sandman, is Sandman, who won like $300 million from CNN and Washington Post and the New York Times, he's going to speak today. So uh, was it exciting? No. It was, it, it was a lot better than the uh, DNC, a lot better than the DNC. It, is, it looks organized. It looks live. It looks like the people are talking to the people. They're not hiding in a basement. And you see Trump. That is the big difference is there's just the juxtaposition of Trump always being there and Biden missing. And I don't know why Biden thinks this is this is a good presidential strategy, because if you're afraid of a virus, what's going to happen when we run into real problems in this world? And, and he's got to actually make a decision. He's going to hide and that's what, it, well, of course, we all know he's not going to be president. So, um, well, that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to get all the show notes, get the links that I have right there, references, any videos and pictures that I might have. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>